Hello and welcome back to the Bipolar Diaries podcast. Last week was my first episode that I've done about my diagnosis. I'm kind of following the blogs that I've done and going deeper into them. Uh, So this next one is to medicate or not to medicate. It's all about medication. I should start by saying last week, uh, as it was my first one, I realized I didn't even introduce myself. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Anastasia McLean. I am from Sydney, Australia. I'm currently living in London and I'm 26 and I've lived with bipolar too. Uh, so now that that's out of the way, uh, I wanted to start off with saying, you know, I'm a big believer in medication. I think it's really important, especially for people like me that were born with this. Uh, I know everyone has different opinions on it and some people want to get through it without it and it's not for everyone. So just remember that these are just my own thoughts and opinions. Um, I'm not saying I'm right. Uh, I'm not saying I'm wrong, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just something that I believe in. So yeah. So what I wrote about basically is uh, when I first started taking medication, it wasn't for bipolar because I was recommended it um, by my GP and uh, you know, GP, I love her. She's great. But I just don't think that GPs should be prescribing such heavy medication like that. So apparently from what my psychiatrist told me is that when you take uh, medication such as antidepressants on bipolar without bipolar medication, it actually makes you more depressed. So during the HSC, I was struggling and I was told I had anxiety And I was put on an antidepressant by my GP and I couldn't even get out of bed. Uh, Same thing happened, you know, two years later when I still was undiagnosed and I was a mess more than I already was. So I just believe, and it's also the thing about medication is like when you see a psychiatrist, you are on this journey with them. They check in with you. You have to go back every, you know, two weeks, you go up on your medication. So you don't just stay at one level, which is kind of generally what I've noticed GPs do, you know, talking to people about this, you know, they tell me I've been put on, you know, 50 of this and psychiatrists tell you that, you know, you start with a low dose, 50 or like 37 point something. And then once you get to, you know, two weeks of doing it, you then go up and you keep going until you find a point where you feel just right. So that's what I've learned about medication. Um, and as I said, I really believe in it. And as much as I love my GP, I just don't think they should be prescribing that stuff. Um, I think people don't realize sometimes, you know, a lot of people out there, surprisingly, but I get why, don't know the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist. I mean, I can't exactly explain it to you because I just don't know very well. But, uh, you know, a psychiatrist is someone that can but she is a doctor and they can prescribe you that medication and they don't it's not like you sit on a chair with them and talk about your feelings they it's very medical and science and you know it's very um a lot more like you're visiting the doctor where a psychologist will usually be recommended by your psychiatrist so my um current psychiatrist recommended me to a psychologist in the same building who he works with and uh, he would send me there and that's where I talk about my feelings and how, um, they, they give me coping mechanisms and things like that. So psychiatrists are really like, they're very, they're kind of scary to be honest. Like, I don't want to deter anyone from meeting them, but they're very much just like, this is the facts where psychologists are the ones where you go through and learn things about yourself and learn with coping mechanisms and how to deal with that. So, um, yeah, so I started that medication. It was for my bipolar and I, was, you know, I got better quite 
instant, not instantly, but over the course of three months. And, uh, basically it was just until one day I just felt like this is, I was just felt, I don't want to say normal because I fucking hate that word. And I, you'll hear me refer to like people that don't have some sort of mental, strong mental illness as the normal people. I just don't know what else to refer them to, especially because they probably refer themselves to that. So I just started to feel normal. I could handle a lot more. Um, at the time I was also put on not only just Lamotrigine, which is a um, mood stabilizer for people with bipolar, but Seroquel, which is an antipsychotic, and it basically helps people with bipolar sleep. So it's very strong. Um, you know, you literally pass out, wake up, feel like you've been hit by a bus. And I started on, you know, a really low dose and made my way up to um, a higher dose. And then eventually I was just like, I can't do this, mainly because it was also puts on a lot of weight. Um, and I told my psychiatrist, this is the, the first one who diagnosed with bipolar. And I like, you know, I'm really appreciative that she di- diagnosed with bipolar, but you know, I'm a girl that's coming there. I have major eating problems. And I was like, I don't want to gain weight. Um, and I've heard that, you know, medication can make you gain weight. So luckily the one that I'm on, Lamotrigine, which is called the McDole, that didn't make me gain weight, but Seracol, holy fuck. I put on, I went from 58 kilos, which was, you know, quite underweight for my height to, 70 something kilos you know I put on a shit ton of weight but the reason I realized the medication was working was because I didn't fucking care I was like fuck I look good like I you know it was the the beginning of the movement of like the Kim Kardashians like the the curviness and you know I got like super into weights instead of running myself to like the point of exhaustion and eating nothing I was you know eating so much protein I was just like I need more food to um go to the gym like it was so healthy for me and even though I put on that weight and I was a bit devil about it you know but I you know boys were actually more attracted to me not that that matters I mean that's super you know superficial and vain of me but you know a little tension doesn't hurt now and then so boys were like you know, you look fucking sexy. And I was like, I know, right? And so that was definitely great for me. Um, but I obviously stopped the Seracol because, you know, I didn't want to keep gaining weight. And I read online that it's actually meant to be used short term, which, you know, my psychiatrist definitely didn't tell me that. So I stopped that and was, you know, completely fine. And then I got to 2015, oh, not 2015, sorry. I got to 2017. It was the end and beginning of 2000 and no, fuck it. I'm getting my years mixed up. End of 2018, beginning of 2019. And I, no, fuck, damn it. I, end of 2017, beginning of 2018. And I was in a job that taught me a lot, but it, I I obviously wasn't very good at it. I was a video producer and it wasn't what I was meant to be doing, but And I had a lot of trauma from my past and it was coming through in every aspect of my life. I was becoming kind of like unhinged again and I didn't know what was wrong with me, but I had severe like just anxiety and I had bad relationships with my friends. You know, it's probably the only part of my life that I find really hard to talk about um, is with my friendships, but I was just kind of a mess and everything was sort of starting to deteriorate again and I didn't understand why. I had to quit my job uh, because I got in a very, very bad place Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't understand why. I just was one day like, what's the point of this anymore? And it really scared my family. It scared myself. I'd never really been properly at that point. And so 
I quit my job immediately and I went to, I was actually suffering from narcolepsy, which is a sleep disorder. And it was, you know, it's the worst. You, I couldn't go to sleep without feeling like something terrible was going to happen. I hated going to sleep. I couldn't sleep in darkness. I preferred napping because uh, I felt safer. And, you know, you wake up and you see people in your room. Um, you have hallucinations. And I would run into my parents' room screaming my head off to call the police. Um, I got really paranoid. And I also would have uh, sleep paralysis where you wake up and you can't move. So that was, um, you know, and the dreams I had were just so fucking intense. And I still do have really intense dreams and I probably will for the rest of my life, but I deal with that. So this was, you know, I was running on hardly any sleep and I just was, I was fucking crazy. And so, yeah, I quit my job and went to this uh, guy who treated me for narcolepsy and he sent me to a psychiatrist as well because they found a new link between PTSD bipolar and narcolepsy uh it's very for some reason don't even again ask me about the fucking science behind it but that's the link they've discovered so he sent me to the psychiatrist and he you know dove into my life and realized that I had some severe um past trauma from you know a lot of my life like continuing over a number of years uh, and I was just, you know, deteriorating in front of him. And we started me on a antidepressant called Effexor, which works really well with, um, a, with the bipolar medication I'm on. And psychiatrists usually sit there and with you for a solid hour and a half and research the medication with you to make sure it's the right one. And then he also scheduled me for, a therapy with a psychologist in the same building and I was out of a job for five months and I was in you know pretty intense therapy for five months going through these things that I had experienced it was really hard I'm not gonna lie I do believe psychologists are really important in people's lives they're personally not for me long term but for that moment in my life I really needed it and it brought up things that I didn't realize had affected me so much from you know the age of three or four like my first memories um, up until this point in my life. So I've kind of come to terms with those things, but I'll always have trauma from them. Uh, and then, you know, you come, but the thing is you come out of psych at psychologist and you feel so exhausted. Um, I would come out every day in tears, crying my eyes out and my mom would have to take me home and I'd have to go home and sleep for the rest of the day, you know, cause I just gone through this whole heavy experience. And so that is why I could not have a job during that time. And I'm really, I was nervous, of course, at the beginning, because, you know, I'd taken time off and I was freaking out about not working. But honestly, looking back, it was the best decision I've ever made in, like, in my entire life. It was definitely needed. So the medication side of things, when I got put on my um, antidepressant for my PTSD, uh, it was a lot heavier than my Lamictal. My Lamictal, I didn't really notice you know, it just kind of gradually happened. There was not really any side effects with the effects or the side effects were quite um, huge. So for the first two weeks, I was completely numb. I couldn't physically cry. My personality really disappeared and my family were really worried. My sister was like to my mom, get her the fuck off this medication. That is so messed up. So, you know, usually I'm crying every five seconds and she was just like, this, this bitch ain't normal right now. So I, he reassured me though, to keep going. And I always, I really believe that psychiatrists, they have it right. I'm, as I said, I'm a big believer in them. So I trusted in the process and I'm always willing to try anything to make myself better. So went back 
and went up on another dose and that one was kind of weird. I, you know, lost my orgasm, which fuck, I was, you know, freaking out. Um, it was like, I would still get turned on, but I couldn't reach climax. And, you know, I've got this male psychiatrist and honestly, if that was the worst of my problems, I think I still would have stuck with the medication even if I was going to live like that for the rest of my life just because of how much better I was feeling but like I could not like the thought of that would just kill me so I told him about this um and he just said you know go up one more time and see how you feel and if not we can you know they they're really good about saying you know we can try something new we'll try another medication so went home went up one more time and suddenly everything just kind of clicked and I felt you know my sleeping was so much better uh I felt no anxiety. I was a lot calmer. I kind of, I don't really cry as much anymore. You know, I have moments of course where I do, but I just, the same thing with my bipolar medication. I was able to like rationalize life a lot more and want to like live for something. So again, that really helped. And I did a lot of research about coming off medication. And when I started the bipolar diaries, people came to me kind of like, oh, I'm, they would talk about medication and say, you know, I've come down from mine. But it's just, to me personally, it's such a stupid thing to do just because when you come off antidepressants, especially again, it's the same thing from when you started them, the side effects are really intense. And if I accidentally missed one day of my uh, medication, I get really quite sick the next day. I get really nauseous and, you know, sometimes I have to go home from work and not because I'm sad, it's because I'm so nauseous. I'm so lightheaded and you can just, as soon as I you know, pop one within an hour, I feel better. And it's really weird that that happens because I didn't know that could have that control on you. But, you know, they say coming down from medication is on um, antidepressants is quite horrific. And that can almost cause, you know, I mean, I don't want to say it because I don't want to be wrong about it. But from just what I've read, it can cause severe depression again. So that's what fucking pisses me off is when people go to GPs and the GP puts them on antidepressants, they're only on 50 and a lot of people come out saying they feel numb and they go off them. The reason you feel numb, in my personal opinion, is because you aren't, you know, going up on them and your GP isn't checking in on you. So if you've ever felt like that, I would highly recommend seeing a psychiatrist and working with them on it instead because I just don't think it's appropriate for GPs to... Uh, prescribe that. And I'm so sorry if I've offended anyone, but like, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. So this one's mine. Anyway, so that, uh, you know, is my take on medication. Um, But yeah, so it's definitely something for me. Uh, I, you know, it's just up to your personal experience and stuff. I never wanted to like push anyone into anything. I have spoken to a lot of my friends, you know, kind of trying to convince them to do it. Um, and I know that can be super annoying, but as I said, it's not one size fits all. It's all completely different. Uh, and you just have to do what you think is right, but don't be scared to go on medication. Like what actually is the big deal of taking one tablet every morning? If it's going to make you the best version of yourself, I don't see the issue with that. You know, some women take the pill. I take the pill every morning. It's not like I think myself less than, or, you know, People get really, I guess, embarrassed that they have to do it. And it's like, it's not embarrassing at all. Half the fucking world probably takes medication. More than half the world probably takes an antidepressant. I guarantee it. Like, you know, and everyone keeps this little secret and it shouldn't be this little secret. And it's just, you know, it's, it's really not to me that big of a deal. But as I said, you know, this also took me a long time to come to terms with. 
And the first time I told people I had bipolar and such, like I was terrified. And so I understand that it is a really scary thing, but I just want that my message is to just get across that if you feel like there's no other road for you to go down, don't cancel it out. I think I'm a believer in trying everything once. I've tried all fucking types of like therapy and medication and meditation, which I fucking can't stand. I'm not, I'm like the least calmest person in the world, but yeah, just never cancel it out. Never think that you're too strong to take it because it doesn't make you a weak person. If anything, as I always say, the people that have mental illness are actually the strongest people in the world because they face something that is out of their control on a daily basis. And to get through that is you have to be the strongest type of person. So never feel like you're weak in any way because you're so much stronger than people realize. Anyway, maybe I should be a motivational speaker. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so I just said that's my, that's my episode for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was informative. Um, if I missed anything out, I'm really sorry. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, as again, for the hundredth time, my personal opinion. But hopefully you haven't been deterred and you can come back next week to listen. This next week's one's kind of fun. Not funny, but like it's all about some stuff I went through in high school with uh, some boys uh, that I guess the hint I'll give you is that I used to be called the whale um, in high school. So yeah, I'm just going to go through that one next week. And thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a lovely weekend and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks.